This podcast edition of Other Side of Texas is brought to you by our friends at Flint Boot and Hat, a West Texas original. You want a great hat or you want to make your boots great again, go see them at 3035 34th Street or Flint and 34th Street in Lubbock or see more at flinthat.com. It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I outran a cold front when I gave my truck the rent. Barreling down I 35 with one thought on my mind. Forget the race, find an open space. Hey there, howdy, another edition of Other Side of Texas. Thank you for hanging out over here, and thanks for telling friends that you hang out. Other Side of Texas, one of the fastest growing radio shows, most listened to afternoon radio show in West Texas. Glad that you are on board. Jay West Texas Leeson, Raven on in the studios at Made Buddy Holly Famous. You'll be a part of the program as we go along. 806 745 5800. That's 806 745 5800. You can text in to that number. Make it a good one. We'll read it on air. If it's not a good one, then uh, maybe you could try again later. Lots coming up in this edition of the program. Going to focus on some Regent Gate and make some announcements as we go along the way. Big story we're working on tonight. Uh, I'm going to delve into that, I think, here in just a moment. And uh, then in about 10, 11 minutes from now, we're going to get George and Linda McMahon. You've heard a lot about them in statewide, local, regional. But they've not sat down and talked for a good 15, 20 minutes about their own experience. And they've become the centerpieces in a pay-to-play conversation in Texas. We'll talk about how that came about and then get into some nuances that you ought to know about george and linda mcmahon we are broadcasting from the racer car wash studios racer car wash voted lubbock's best wash around five years running my all-star real estate wife had to take some clients out on saturday morning you know where we were we were in the vip line racer car wash making that making that lincoln look as though four kids have never ridden in it at the same time for 16 hours or more and that's what they do race a car wash stop into one of five convenient locations across hub city for the best wash around guaranteed racerwash.com kyle says number nine yeah we are number nine uh, the each program thank you kyle uh, give us some good cue up to the program uh each week apple takes their ratings for podcast every one of these editions of the other side of texas turned into a podcast we are number nine in the country for u.s news and politics i want to thank a lot of new listeners in dfw i will say for those of you in dfw uh of special interest to you every thursday now on the program our friend chris level red raider sports will be doing a segment on thursdays about it may make you happy. It may make you sad. I don't know. But we'll be previewing the next Texas Tech football game. Kind of hit a wall there on Saturday. It seems like a wall kind of year. But uh, we'll be talking about that from time to time. And I also want to just give a special thanks again. I've done it on social media. All you guys listen down in College Station, we got your analytics. We know that you're listening. And we thank you for listening to this program. It should be something that you're very interested in listening to. Uh, 
given what's gone on with Regent Gate. But for now, going to catch a quick, quick break, an exclusive with the McMahons. Stay right where you are, right here on the other side Beaver of Texas. Quick break. Be right back. Dog run a long race. All I know is you got to keep trying. Got to laugh now and then to keep from crying. The only sure thing is Texas and dying. And your love makes a living worthwhile. Hey, welcome back into the program. Other side of Texas is brought to you by the law firm of Mullen Horton Brown LLP with offices in Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas, employing creative legal solutions to address your business needs in the areas of commercial litigation, banking, financial restructuring, employment law, and estate planning. Want to thank uh, some new sponsors we got coming. Glad that over the next uh, months to come, got get to talk to you for some folks who decided that they want to be sponsors on the program, Smith, Ford, South Plains, and some others. But I'm also super glad right now to have George and Linda McMahon of Lubbock, Texas in studio. George and Linda, thank you for being on the program and uh, thanks for coming to the studio. I know that you aren't used to doing radio a lot. You've been thrown into a lot of press over the last week and um, we need to give you your proper applause as we start here on the program. Um, So... Let me try to break down the McMahons for just a second and tell me if I'm wrong. For people who have read your name a lot, I know Lyle Larson came on the show last week. He kept on talking about George. And I've had several calls over the last week. Tell me about this George guy. Because you have, uh, both of you, the McMahon name has resonated, even though they can't quite understand how to pronounce your last name. McMahon, McMahon, but what they've settled on is George. Tell me about George. Um, so let me just suffice it to say, and tell me if I'm wrong, developers, long-time developers in Lubbock, uh, with a vision for the city, what the city could be, I think it's safe to say that you've given millions of dollars over the years, Texas Tech, school districts, and so it was that a lot of people were surprised i think if somebody ran a poll they would your names would be pretty popular on that poll george and linda do you disagree with that we're pretty well known around town and people are always seem to be glad to see us yeah so linda is that a good overview that i've given there probably more people know us than than we know them (laughs) (laughs) well because they they have an understanding of the names um so with that said with your success million i mean so let's just set the stage you go through this controversy the governor being uh, your invitation to his fundraiser being denied you being disinvited you're $10,000 $10,000 check, your host on, it was the 22nd, somewhere in there. Yeah, it was August 22nd. Yeah, so your check sent back, and a lot of people just appalled by what had happened. Yeah. And let me kind of start from the beginning. Uh, we were actually down at the ranch at Smithville near Austin. 
which is where I'm from originally, and down there they say McMahon. Uh, the professors at Tech, I had to start saying McMahon because they, they couldn't get McMahon. They, and, and most people just call me George for what you just said. Everybody can say George. Uh, but uh, Kent called me, uh, Kent Hans called me July the 30th. He and Linda had gone to high school together at Demet, big friends. We've supported him in all his campaigns and really respected everything he's done for the state and, and for uh, when he was a, a congressman at uh, uh, Washington and what he's done as chancellor at Tech. So he called and wanted to know if Linda and I would be on this host committee to ensure good relations between the governor and Texas Tech. And, yeah, we were, like, all over that. When I told him I'd do it, but I went and told Linda, and usually she fusses at me for stuff like that, but she's, oh, well, if it's for Kent and for Tech, yeah, I'm glad you did. So we were super excited, and, and I've admired Governor Abbott from afar for years, so I was actually looking forward to the luncheon. Um, the reporter to from the dinner uh, to the dinner i'm sorry yeah, to the dinner the fundraiser and in the fundraiser that the 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 reception in the dinner yes yeah. and so I, it's safe to say not loopy valdez voters oh no we're we're, we're going to vote for the governor no matter how this is all happened we're certainly going to vote for him even after all this oh yeah still going to vote Abbott. yeah without a sure. doubt too sure oh without a doubt no way and we're not going to do one of these not vote for him protest votes we're going to vote for him and not leave it out we still respect him um he, i think he got bad advice from staff when when all this was going on um i put a post on facebook in response to I think maybe your post about the the host list and stuff and I put a post on there that that our names was on that host list and we were excited about going I was kind of having second thoughts with the way all this was shaking down because well, when all this was first so but the context for this is what we've come to coin on this program is region gate yeah that Bob Duncan had been ousted from tech and folks like yourselves had some sincere questions about what had happened and who was involved, and maybe the governor was involved, maybe other forces were involved. Well, and at the time we did that post, it looked like the governor could have been involved. And a few days after that, it became a little clearer to me that he probably wasn't, at least not directly. Maybe from a couple of years ago when your research shows that his aide told uh, Rick Francis, pick one, you know, the vet school or the dental school, but you're not going to get both. Well, if if his aides are still telling uh, Rick Francis that, then they, maybe maybe he was, but I don't I don't think we ever will know. But when when that young lady from uh, KMAC interviewed me, she was asking me off camera how the regent system worked in Texas and what have you, because she she has been here seven months. She's from California. She has been in Lubbock in Texas for seven months. She hadn't even seen a tech ball, ball game. She hadn't seen the horse run yet. So she was asking me how the how you got appointed to be a regent. And I told her very honestly that in my 30 years of watching, you've got to make a, a pretty large donation to the governors. And I should have said campaign. I omitted the word campaign in the interview. I should have said campaign because that's what I meant. But... I told her that's what you do, you, then, and then you're eligible for appointment. And that's how I thought. And then I went on to tell her they serve six-year terms and 
they can be reappointed, whatever. Just kind of, and they, she asked me what they do, and I said, well, they pretty much, they're like a board of directors of any large corporation. They oversee the general direction of the university, so they're they're the ultimate decision makers. They hire the chancellor, they hire the president, they figure out the direction the school's going. So what she didn't get, and this is where you're offering us some time, she didn't get the two other things that I said was, I don't see anything wrong with that system of taking donors to run the, the Board of Regents statewide, various boards, because you want people in those positions that have been successful, that have made enough money that they can write those big checks, because you want successful people. You don't want to just go pick people off the street to be a regent running a major university. And of course, if you look at all the stuff that I Googled and you've Googled, the regents at UT and A&M have donated a lot more than our regents yeah. have donated. It's, it looks like peanuts. Oh, yeah. Well, our regents are the cheap regents, uh, if you want to qualify it like that. So Tori didn't, she did a good job on the interview, but she was asking me because she really didn't know. So when it got uh, aired George, Thursday look, night. Look, you've done all this development, and now... Is it right to say you're retired at this point? Yeah, I'm not starting anymore. Well, but, I mean, for a lot of folks now, you're retired, so now you can say what you think. (laughs) And I think that, no, really, I mean, like I've said this before, I've never been proud or love it because I've never seen is is wide, and I've said it more eloquently before, but I've never seen a more bipartisan, like something that wasn't ideological either way, but yeah. I've never seen people from the left and right jump in and say, yes, George is right. George is right here. Well, it's the way the system works. It's worked. I, I never meant it as a, uh, anything negative against Governor Abbott. Governor Perry was doing it. Governor Bush was doing it before him. It's been going on like that forever. Yeah. It's not necessarily wrong. I never told the young lady it was wrong she just didn't put in the interview what i said and the other thing i told her with these large donations don't necessarily they don't buy you a politician they just buy you access to a politician uh i donated some money to randy nagelbauer once when he was running for city council and uh and then about a week later i'm like all of a sudden realize i'm gonna have to do his own case so i called him and i said randy i, I made this donation to you before I knew I was going to be doing this zone case, and I was not trying to buy your vote. He's George, you couldn't buy my vote anyway. Well, I appreciate that about an honest politician, and Randy has been a good one, and, and I really like the job that uh, Jody's doing, by the way, too. But Well, uh, you and I will have to... You'll have to come back in, and we'll talk about Nagabauer another time. <laughs> you you won't grind my gears on him right now. But uh, I will say, to, uh, to your point, though, that this has been going on a long time... I had a guy whose father served in the legislature, and he said this, and it was pertaining to you both. Um, My father had the following anecdote about Governor Alan Shivers, who served as governor in the 50s and then as a board of regent at at University of Texas in the 70s. Shivers remarked when he was appointed by uh, Briscoe to the UT Austin Board of Regents system, uh, it wasn't a system at that time, on the issues of appointments and how money they donate. When he served as Gov in the 1950s, he said, quote, I had friends and I had enemies, 
My friends generally gave more money, and I like keeping my friends around. <laughs> but I, I think that that helps make your point. Yeah. That it's not just Abbott. That's just the way things have gone in Texas for it's a long time. It's been like that forever. So how shocked were you, though? First to you, and then to you, Linda. Oh my! How shocked were you then that it picked up the sort of statewide state? Like people are acting like nobody's ever said that before. I know, and it, everybody Crazy. knows. Everybody I've talked to knows about it. And and when that um, uh, the the guy that called me from the governor's office, his name was David Whitley, and he told me when he first got me on the phone that he was with the governor's campaign. Well, come to find out, when I googled him. He's the deputy chief of staff, so I don't feel like he was being really upfront and honest with me when he just told me he was with the campaign. That would imply that he was a much lower level guy on the totem pole, but he was he was Governor Abbott's deputy chief of staff, and he and he did tell me that well I could still come, but the giving my check back effectively disinvited me because I'm not going to go somewhere where I'm not wanted. Wait, was it, but the way I've heard it characterized was that your check was sent back and you both were disinvited. He he actually said we could come, but oh. but there was no way that I was going to go. The the returning my check in my mind disinvited me because okay. I'm not going anywhere I don't take something for nothing. I'm not. I've had to work hard all my life to get where I'm at, and and yet, I mean, the implication was I was disinvited when I said something to him to the effect of I was actually looking forward to going and meeting the governor. He said, "Well, you could still come," and I'm like, "No, if I'm if you're returning my check and you're not letting me pay my way, and then I'm not coming." But when I he said that Governor Abbott doesn't operate like that. That's not the way he does business. I said, "But." David, I've got email after email. I've got article after article that that's exactly the way it happens. And, of course, I actually didn't get the check back until last week. And with it was a, a letter from the governor's attorney. And he told me the same thing, that this is absolutely not the way the system works, that that's not the way the governor does business, so your check is being returned. We can no longer, we can never accept a donation from you. Ever. Ever, ever, yeah. Wow. And then uh, in uh, Saturday's Mail, I got a letter from their campaign asking for a donation, of course, but it was probably <laughs> sent out a few days before. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, 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 but let me, I went ahead and I responded to that uh, attorney, and I go had I printed out all the news stories that I had found on Abbott's donations, Perry's donations, uh, donations from bundlers, people, you know, because like, like Mickey Long, I don't think his he donates quite a bit. He's but, a Texas Tech regent. Yeah, he's yeah. a regent, uh, and a nice guy. I really like Mickey. He worked his way up from nothing to be a big, very successful businessman, uh, but. Before he was able to donate as much, he was bundling. He was he was gathering up money, and I think that's probably what uh, Chancellor or, or Regent Steinmetz does. He he's not donated very much, but we don't really know who the directors of the bank have donated. Maybe in his from name Vista Bank. from Vista Bank. Yeah. Maybe some owners or directors that we don't know about, yeah. or if he's not gathered up donations from a lot of people, yeah. so that. 
But that's exactly the way the system works. And why they want to keep denying it, I do not understand. Yeah. So George and Linda McMahon in studio with us, giving us in their own account uh, their own thoughts on what's going down. And so Linda, I want to point. Now we, I'm looking at you. And <laughs> but you got the philanthropic. You guys have been involved for what three decades now mm-hmm. on on giving back to yes. and everybody knows in Lubbock that you know you got to give to tech tech is tech's a big deal uh, but have you ever seen your last name so long as you've been married to this man put into question and what was that like for you to watch over the last couple of weeks oh it was crazy so you know we we have donated to a lot of uh, charities uh, gone to fundraisers to help people out that we really wanted to help you know and when we were called to donate to the governor's uh, uh, fundraiser that he had here we thought well that's that's really a good deal but then after all this stuff come out and he sends our check back I'm just what I can't believe this I said you know we've given a lot of money away to a lot of people and I've never had anybody refuse our money but I said shoot that's fine with me i can just go shopping now with all that money so <laughs> well we've had several charities ask us for that ten thousand <laughs> but i've never seen anybody refuse money you know they're always give me give me give me you know but refuse yeah. that was just a shocker i could not believe it yeah <clears throat> well and of course the thrust of their point is that the fact that i said what i did on the air and then i send him a donation it appears that i'm set myself up to be appointed to something. Do you but want to be a board of regents? No, I don't want to be nothing. Linda and I are <laughs> wanting to travel, and we're having a lot of fun. We're, we're going a lot of places, traveling, doing a lot of cool things. Yeah, she, you were, like, hanging yeah. out in Jay Leno's yeah. car garage. Yeah, oh, we were yeah, in Jay yeah. Leno's garage yeah. a, a week or so yeah. ago, and yeah. we've got other trips planned, and I don't want that kind of responsibility. Yeah. So, no, we, we weren't bucking for anything. Uh, and and if, he'd a, if they'd have bothered to call me, or Google me and find out a little bit about me, or call a few people in Lubbock that do know me, they would have known that, in all sincerity, I was just making a donation. But how big a deal was it for you then to see Mark McDougal and Delbert McDougal, along with their wives, say, you know what, if you're going to treat George that way, because the point I've made is that, uh, and you don't have to comment here, but it shows a regional acumen, or at least a bare minimum respect for intelligence, that you're going to send the McMahon's check back. But as I've written, firsthand accounts that that he took Bart Rager and Rick Dykes' money, but sent your check back. And I think that that's a way, regardless how you guys have voted, and I tend to think it's been Republican for a long time, that you've even got a lot of Democratic voting people who have a lot of admiration at this point, but it just blows up in the face of the governor in the end. Yeah, I, I, I put a point in that letter that I sent to his attorney that there were two mistakes made in the last couple of weeks. One was the board should have, the regent should have never fired the chancellor, and two was y'all should have never sent my check back. You think he was fired? The re, uh, well, the chancellor. Yeah. Effectively fired. Yeah, they they put out too many statements after the fact that don't pan out. They don't yeah. make sense. So you have a great deal of suspicion. Still. I have a great deal so. of suspicion. Linda, you yeah. feel the same? Yes, yeah. I truly yeah. do. I feel like our our chancellor was mistreated, and 
I, you know, I admire him. He has done so much for our state, so much for our university. And there's just, I feel, I feel like there's so much that we don't know yet. And I, I just don't think it was right. And so I've kind of lost respect for our five regents that said, you know, vote of no confidence. Well, is that a legal vote? So who knows? I, I just think there's a lot out there still that we don't know. Yeah. So the ironies to me, I was not at the football luncheon which happened the same day as the governor's fundraiser mm -hmm. yes. in Lubbock. But you see, the, and I'm not taking a knock on the governor. I just think it took a good pulse of Lubbock and where we were at that point. That was a fairly, it wasn't a very well populated room that the governor was in. However, the Texas Tech football luncheon, However much trouble we're in in football at Texas Tech <laughs> at this point is beside the issue, <laughs> beside the point. But was completely, f I think we put that up in our social media post uh, promoting that you two would be on this program. But my understanding was that at that luncheon, there was a special moment that was taken out to thank you two who were in the news for what you'd done for tech and the sort of contributions i think uh kirby hillcutt called Kirk, you kirby a real you called you both real red raiders yes we linda had uh spoken with uh the president of the red raider club andrea tyree uh some months back about their uh, you know increasing membership in the red raider club and linda came up with an idea that they should offer an introductory membership of 19 dollars and 23 cents and when she said that, I said... For every graduate. Yeah, for every graduate so that they would could join the Red Raider Club for $19.23. I'm like, where did she come up with that? Well, Tech was established in 1923. Yeah. I didn't connect the dots quickly enough. And they thought that was a great idea. But they expanded it into, it would be even better if those were paid, prepaid memberships. So what we did was we made a our normal donation plus we made an additional donation enough to pay for every graduate this next like think December so how much yes. is that 135,000 right. plus our 100 that we normally give and that was already under works before oh yeah the disinvention. oh yeah we had yes. we had told oh, yeah. uh, Andrea weeks before and and Jay I mean when I heard about all that my first petty thoughts were Heck with them! I'm not going to donate any more to them. This is BS. We we're they're to them, whom? Just them. Just tech in general. Okay. But that would oh, have been because a, of the region. Because of the yeah. regions thing. But that would have been a very small-minded, petty attitude. And you know so. that's an important because I remember talking with Bill Dean, and I don't want to get into the whole bar ditch that is the Mike Leach thing, but I think that I think it's fair to say that. The Alumni Association, different from the Red Raider Club, mm -hmm. but lost 30% of its membership in all that. And so I think after the Mike Leach debacle. Oh, okay. The Mike um, Leach thing, yeah. That 30, like just looking for people to shoot. Yeah, and so I think it. Was, I think it's important that you guys took perspective and said, okay. Yeah, the, and, the Board of Regents doesn't run the Red Raider Club. No, and the people we would have hurt probably agree with us more than the board because they were devastated too because Chancellor Duncan was just very popular with everybody we, we've we gotten to go on some trips with them and the interaction between cha the Chancellor and his high level staff is excellent they're all 
friends, colleagues, they work together, they support each other. You can just feel it and see it in the way they, mm -hmm. they're all their actions. And so we felt terrible about the chancellor. But, but to not support tech because of the board's actions would not be a smart move. We're going to continue to support tech 100%. And we got a call from Andrew today talking about football and support. And, and I'm as frustrated as anybody over Saturday. But you got to support our team. You've got to, they have some amazing young men playing for them. What what people don't realize, in Cam Batson that graduated last year, uh, he was valedictorian of his high school class, came up to Tech and graduated with honors and, and was able to play football during that whole time. they got a bunch of other kids on there too. That And you don't know that. You don't hear that. They need to put out more publicity about that because when you start fussing about the team and naming names and getting personal, you're talking about somebody's son that's really trying. No. Uh, but but Saturday was a train wreck, I got to so, admit. So, Linda, you are getting letters and you're getting emails from, I think the Houston Chronicle ran a story about the McMahons because we can say it, clear, we can say it clearly in Lubbock, but they even ran an op-ed uh, I think on Saturday or Sunday, the lead editorial in the Houston Chronicle was an Abbott donor says the unspeakable. Yeah. Um, so you're, th I mean, again, you guys have been philanthropically involved, lots of donations over all these years. This to me seems like a drop in the bucket, $10,000 $10, compared to, you know, paying for new Red Raider Club memberships. Uh, this uh, so were you just really astonished that here we are in the middle of a statewide story oh yes i i tell you what i'm ready to get this over with and, and be done with it but <clears throat> i will say this you know talking about about george and what what he said in all of his statements uh you know i've been married to this man for 53 years and he is the most honest human being i have ever known and if he says something and agrees on a handshake, that's that's the way it is. And he 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 speaks the truth. He tells it like it is. And I mean, a lot of people respect him. And I mean, I certainly do. I probably don't tell him that that much. But but he but he is just an honest, hardworking man. And you know what he said was the honest truth. So. And do you take it back? Do you take any back anything back that you said, George? Oh no. Stand and, where you and, stand. And and that kind of explains why when when Whitley said he was going to return my check but you can still come it would just would not have been honest for me to but come. But you still believe it's a pay to play scheme? Oh without a doubt I've got, I sent them 60 pages of stories that I found online and I didn't find anywhere to, near all of to them. To Whitley or attorney? Or? Uh, I sent them to the attorney yeah. but I had left Whitley a message which the attorney referred to and, and I don't know why they're making such a big deal about it. I really don't know because everybody knows that's the way it works. I have not talked to anybody that has said I'm wrong no. except them. Well, I mean, you could look even back. I mean, forget Perry, forget George. You can even look back to Ann Richards. In this, yeah. And that was the point that, that yeah. we had uh, Lyle Larson on the show saying uh -huh. that, look, we are the majority right now, so let's solve the problem as Republicans. Uh -huh. Because it's always going to be this way. Because mm -hmm. it's always been that mm -hmm. way. And and I was talking to somebody high up with Tech Saturday at the game, and he's he's lived in three different states. In one state, they actually elect the regents. 
The other two, they're appointed, as in Texas. And he kind of liked that elected thing pretty good. So there might be something to be said for that. Well, I don't what, know. What can be done? Like, as you look at it, and I'll let both of you answer the questions, the question what I think that Francis, in the days to come, through this program and others, and you don't have to, you don't have to commend the efforts or cuss the efforts on this program. I think Francis is going to come under a lot of pressure in the days and weeks to come. I, but what furthermore, what changes would you both like to see with the board of regents? Would you like a state investigation into the five and how this came about, or what's the ultimate solution well, for you? I, you want to tackle no, go ahead. That? Well, the investigation <laughs> would be but, important because, yes. you know, it could be, it could be as simple as what Mr. Francis has said. It could be that simple. You've connected the dots. Just about everybody else has came up with the same connection that there's got to be some kind of a connection between uh, John Sharp, Rick Perry, who appointed quite a few of the regents uh rick's energy you know he's a very powerful person in the energy field right now you just gotta think that there's some kind of a connection this daniel hodge statement of pick one which you can't have both from a couple years ago that's supposedly documented you've proved that it's pretty easy to connect those dots i told you this crazy theory a couple weeks ago that i didn't think had much legs to it i told it to somebody saturday that's pretty high up in the administration and he didn't tell me i was crazy which kind of made me wonder but I, I i told you the other day that suppose this is a big giant plan a big chess game and that they have fired duncan to martyr him because we're all outraged we're outraged that they fired our beloved chancellor so now he becomes the martyr and we all are going to go get this done. So we're going to go, we're going to get the vet school. We're going to name it after Senator or Chancellor Duncan. I keep calling him Senator Duncan. That's your theory. Yeah. And, and uh, we're, and he's so, so it's, it's the old win one for the Gipper theory. We're going to go win this for the Gipper because he's been wrong. Well, I told that to somebody pretty high up Saturday and he kind of gave me a smile and a, and not a, you're crazy as heck comment. So I don't, think anybody would think would be thinking and planning that deeply frankly but there's a lot more to it than what we've been told yeah. I, I, but that but, must bother you though I mean, well, it does. I'm talking to two people well, yes. who just underwritten the Red Raider Club's next enrollment class or yeah. Yeah. graduate class yeah. it must yes. bother you that you've not been told and I think it's not just the McMahons I think it's everybody on down everybody and, yeah. and you're right this is this is a universal deal everybody is but united you've done behind this you've done development now for all these years yeah. and you know that you've got to keep the public's trust and that's my hour on the show and why I keep on lunging at this thing when you lose public trust you don't have anything else to lose right so, Exactly. And we've lost public trust in Lubbock right now. Yeah. You know, I would like to see one of our regents actually be from Lubbock, Texas, live here, not somebody from Dallas, Houston, Fort Worth, San Antonio, whatever. I mean, and there's nothing to say anything bad about them, but I would just love to see somebody from well, Lubbock. Former Mayor Mark McDougal was on the show and said, 
I doubt that this would have happened if we had somebody in the room mm. from Lubbock because they got to go to Sunday school, they got to go to yeah. their civic clubs, they have to answer questions, but nobody has to answer those questions right now about mm. what happened. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I didn't get to respond to your thing about uh, Mark and Delbert, but it meant the world to me that they supported me because we've been friends a long it was time. Very and nice. For them to pull out like that and support meant yeah. a lot. And the, it's no small thing to hair lift the governor. Not on y'all's part, but yeah. either. Yeah. I mean, there may be some things that come up in the next legislature yeah. that they need, and they've already said, well, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the governor won't be with us on this. Yeah. So. Well, and, and, you know, what I also hate about it, Jay, is I we, we signed up to give the money to help keep relations good between Texas Tech and the governor. And it has just been, it's backfired. It's completely but backfired. It, and I hate that. It never was my intention, but... It all comes back to they shouldn't have sent my check back. Yeah. I did not make a mistake. They should have understood the stance we were in in Lubbock yeah. with the ousting of Bob Duncan. We effectively lost like a West Texas governor, yes. for, for better mm-hmm. yes. for better words, yeah. and really empathized and said, well, maybe he was upset about that. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. You I, know, I'd, I'd like to say this. We've had some excellent chancellors uh first one i really remember is monford i guess and uh then going up to the present day chancellor of uh, robert duncan i think they've all done an outstanding job they've supported tech and they have raised mega bucks of money for the university and you know we've grown to love all of them because they've done such a great job and i i'm gonna speak for both of us i think georgia would agree with me we both love texas tech and we're going to continue to support tech so but we do have a new interim chancellor now dr ted mitchell and i think he is going to be fabulous uh he is the most likable reachable talkable person that you can visit with i mean i just love the man in fact i was uh, asking somebody the other day that that really knew i said how is he going to you know continue at the health science center and yet come over and be our interim chancellor i said he is going to have a workload that he's it's just going to hit him in the face and they said well for one thing the health science center he's got it where he wants it he has the best staff in the world and he can leave them to it a while and come over and do the interim part and he's going to be super and i believe it he is just wonderful so well i'll leave you with this and we'll get on and let y'all go on with your busy evening um randall's saying i completely agree with linda george is one of the most honest and kind people i've ever met so i just uh i really i do i've never been prouder of lubbock for standing up and you know i hope that the governor's people here you know we'll fight i mean we're west texans so we'll fight but there's no there's no need in getting into this deep uh, blood broil like it seems like it's playing out that we just have an honest take on this. We simply have, I'm, I'm just speaking on behalf of you both, we've got non-regents who aren't from here, and that's a show that we see playing out, and it's not beneficial to Lubbock mm-hmm. or the area or the region. Mm-hmm. So well, I think that there are a lot of people who commend you both for putting your names out there. Yeah. Well, if I've, I put in my letter to the governor's attorney that his best move right now is to ask for Chairman Francis's resignation and and announced that he's going to appoint Dustin Womble from Lubbock as the next regent and his second best move if he if he doesn't ask for his resignation 
is to just wait till about middle of October and announce that he's not going to reappoint him and he's going to put, appoint Dustin Womble as one of the... Because there there's three regents that expire in January of 19. Yeah. And two of them were the ones that supported Duncan. Yeah. So we don't want to replace those two. But Francis is, will be in there 18 years. That's a dynasty. You don't want him for 24 I mean, and, and I've looked him up, and he appears to be a model citizen in El Paso. Won a lot of the same awards we have for philanthropy and community involvement and stuff. But you just, there's so much, as Linda said, there's so many unanswered questions. You've answered a lot of them, or you've asked a lot of them. Some of them you've got answers on. You've had a lot of conjecture. It all makes sense, but we still don't really know for sure why they did it and based on what we know it makes absolutely no sense and it gives rise to all the conspiracy theories because if you really are in favor of the vet school why do you fire or ask for the resignation of the guy most likely to get that done for you and if you do that then it, it it's easy to back into well they don't really want the vet school Somebody's pulling their strings. They say they're not. The the one chancellor that I've, the one uh, regent that I've talked to, has told me that there's none of that involved. That it's strictly over the budget. I just, I believe him, but I don't think he's up in the same level that the other regents in on the power play. Well, let me just close out with okay. this. Okay. I think that in these sort to use a baseball analogy, runner gets a tie. And you got to prove that the runner was out, and they did not do a good job of proving. And to use a Red Raider analogy, strive for honor evermore. And it's really not clear. And I think that you guys have done a good job of voicing out a dissent for a university and for a place that you've put a lot of money into. And I just appreciate you coming on the show. You know, I said that you're going to come on for 20. I think it's turned into uh, almost 40. Uh, but pretty good for a couple of people who don't hang out oh, on the wow. radio a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, George and Linda McMahon, want to thank you for your time. I know a lot of people are going to enjoy listening to this audio. We've got that up uh, there on our Apple podcast here on the other side of Texas. I'm going to walk these two out, and uh, we're going to take a quickie break here on the program. Get in. I want to close out. going to go a little bit extended today. I want to close out with some thoughts on aforementioned Rick Francis. These two don't have to comment on Francis. I certainly have a lot of comments to come. Don't move. About 90 seconds from now, coming up on the other side of Texas. Hey, welcome back into the program. Let that slip by. Some news to get into here as we roll along. Thank you. Your thoughts, 806-745-5800. This segment's brought to you by Title I, Lubbock's Digital Real Estate and Title Escrow Company. Title I, committed to providing you with the highest level of communication and service from the time the contract opens until it closes, see how Title I can serve your realty, consumer, and lending needs at TitleOne.com. Now, let me just say this. I don't want to sound like the following in what I have to say to you. Well, you got that ready, Daniel? 
No? Listen, the whole point is, I don't want to put together conspiracy theories. We're going to put together grounded facts. But... Do you think I am, like, oh, shocked by it, so I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people? I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! Do you understand that? Serious crap! Yeah, we don't want to sound like Alex Jones. But I can tell you this. Uh, I started out the program. I didn't uh, underestimated how long it was going to take to tell the story. But if you're just joining us, Club for Growth came out today against some El Paso moguls uh, for whom they feel. And look, I don't want to take a position in. I don't want to take a. How do I say this? Club for Growth is not a group that I have ever thought, well, this is a great group and I'm all behind them. I think that it's a a well-capitalized group that looks out for its own interests, just like any pack. And they have announced that they're going to come after, well, today in an ad, obviously coming after Beto O'Rourke as he was a city councilman there in El Paso. But it's the people with whom the ad takes issue. And one of those being uh, Beto O'Rourke's father-in-law, who Bill Sanders. And the more you look into it, it's not just Bill Sanders. It's Woody Hunt and Paul Foster. Paul Foster, a billionaire from San Antonio with a refinery now, in El Paso, Woody Hunt and the Hunt companies, uh, billions and billions there within those companies. And there are some questions that have to be answered. And I think that if you go to a, a piece written in the El Paso Times, El Paso Real Estate Group Secrets Revealed, You'll find that there's a group called Borderplex, and this was July 16, 2016. So, on the chronology, at the same time in which Texas Tech and Bob Duncan were having a $4.1 million appropriation for the vet school, you also had Borderplex involved in this story written in the Times there in El Paso. And it becomes pretty apparent that not only are the people that are for Beto are, are speaking against Beto here involved, it's also the people around Beto that can be brought into question. And there's no doubt in my mind that one of those people is Rick Francis. And allow me to explain to you quickly why as we get into our last break here. In his last personal finance disclosure, Rick Francis, chairman of the board of Texas Tech, says that he sits on, that he's he's right there with Border Alliance. And Border Alliance involves the same folks, Bill Sanders, Woody Hunt, Paul Foster, and on their tax returns, their 501c3s, which is a charity essentially, 
Their stated purpose is economic and industrial development in El Paso. So they essentially are designed to run as a non-profit wing and advocate for the agenda of real estate and redevelopment and quote-unquote jobs. And Francis is also reported in 2017 to holding stock with Western Western Refining, and that would bring Paul Foster into the picture. And so if you are watching this, you think, first of all, well, this is a state Senate, this is a U.S. Senate story. But as you begin to break it down, we've, we've written plenty, othersideoftexas.com, where you can see that Rick Francis has put himself in this stuff over and over again. As of today, his Bloomberg bio says that he's a part of two groups. Well, one group that that uh, Club for Growth went after, Paso del Norte Foundation, and then the other being Borderplex, which involves, again, Sanders, Foster, and Hunt, along with some others. That's his bio as of today. His bio on Weststar, where he serves as board of Weststar's bank holding company, Inc., and CEO of Weststar, that he was a member of the executive, and this is past tense, so I don't know what's happened, uh, a member of the executive committee for Texas Hospital Trustees, the Medical Center of America's Foundation, and the Borderplex Alliance. So it's clear that Francis was in the middle of all this, and this is the deduction I'm going to throw down, and we'll get out to a break and close out this edition of the program. But here's the deal. In these sorts of redevelopment activities, you need major staples, major ankles, ankles, anchors. And the dental school, based upon Texas Tech officials who spoke on the record at the time, and I can back all this up as I write the piece, the dental school was expected, and nationally dental schools are expected to bring 60 to $109 million of local economic activity. And if you're an investor, you're going to see a return on that. And I think this is my thesis. And this is not me stating an absolute fact. This is where I am right now. And just hear me very carefully. Rick Francis was caught in the middle of all these investors. Investors that Club for Growth has gone after. Investors that we've raised questions about. He had to decide... The governor's people came in. Daniel Hodge, as George McMahon mentioned earlier, based upon things that we've written, decide between a vet school and a dental school. There was a decision made because Woody Hunt had put down at least $25 million from his family's foundation into the dental school. The vet school was funded at Hope at that, uh, by Hope at that time. But if you're in the middle of some border alliance, big, massive redevelopment, of course you need to bring home the the bacon. And what they believed, and what Rick Francis, it's growing more apparent, believed, was that the dental school was in peril. Because you couldn't have both. You couldn't have the vet school and the dental school, because we're low man on the totem pole. Rick Francis, I think, had motivations beyond Texas Tech's motivations, and decided we got to put 
our boot on the throat of Duncan. The finance chairman at the time, John Steinmetz, others, happy to help put that pressure upon. And I think it becomes very clear. And again, we'll put up the story later tonight, maybe in the morning, mid-morning, based upon how much legal it needs to run through. But we're going to show you how Rick Francis was not acting in Texas Tech's interest, in my opinion in my opinion not operating in the interest of texas tech operating in the interests of others and that's what played out the situation that played out stick right with us uh, a little quick break get back in close out the program here a little extended edition of the program on the other side of texas stick with us Howdy, Jay. West Texas Leeson here. I'm going to tell you about my friends at Flint Boot and Hat. They've been building hats since 1994 and repairing boots, I guess, since forever. My dog chewed up my ostrich boots. Jared and his guys replaced the heel, made them look new again, put new pulls on, and at a super affordable price, they've resold my boots, and they build great hats. Love these guys. Go check them out. 3035. 34th Street or Flint Boot and Hat Shop at Flint and 34th Street. See more at FlintHat.com. And this segment brought to you by Lubbock File Room, providing safe and secure document storage and shredding services to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992 for a free and hassle free estimate. Call 806 744 7666. That's LubbockFileRoom.com, 806-744-7666. Again, my top six right now, no particular, well, let's just put Arrington on the leaderboard. Former vice, uh, vice chancellor, uh, Tom Sell, Mike Moses, John Monford. Maybe we bring Hans back. Uh, those are the leaders on the chancellor, and, and along with Mitchell. Ted Mitchell there on the leaderboard. What we're going to do is we're going to sit down and we're going to write a piece that shows you the sort of involvement and the sort of interest that Rick Francis had on the Texas Tech Dental School. And you can weigh for yourself whether his own interests or the interests of Texas Tech mattered more. Um, it, Chairman, you're always welcome to be a part of the program. You're welcome to come on, but we're going to lay the facts out. And I think that a lot's going to come to bear on, I know that uh, I hear that you're leaking the media and you're saying, well, you know, it's just a philosophical difference. You know what makes for philosophical differences, Chairman? Here's what makes for philosophical differences. Whenever you've got a huge interest in your own backyard at stake and you feel like the guy who's leading, who's sitting at the helm, could jeopardize it. That tends to lead to a lot of philosophical differences. And so we're going to sit down, we're going to write this piece out, and you can decide for yourself. 
maybe it creates some background to what's going on. I don't, I don't know that anybody else is doing this work. I do think that I've been a little jumble-headed over the course of this program in laying that out, but I'm sitting here on my iPad Pro scrolling through six pages of notes, and it's hard to do all this within an hour on a radio program. But we're going to put that up at OtherSideOfTexas.com. I hope that you've enjoyed this edition. Again, coming up this week, we've got Ross Ramsey, Texas Tribune. we got Chris Level of Red Raider Sports going to talk about the football season and what's to come and uh, what's going to come on this weekend with Lamar. May give a couple of tickets away coming up on Thursday and Friday and then our friend Brandon Darby. But for this edition, i got to get home. Got to get home. I'm I'm playing dad. And, and by the way, here's a little riff I got to go on tomorrow on the program. Just hear me out. We were driving home from Wisconsin, and our boys loved to wear, the three little boys loved to wear Nike apparel. We spent $600 at the Nike store equipping them for the next year. And now Colin Kaepernick takes up this bogus police brutality thing and now he's the face of what am I to do and what am I to do not just based upon my own views but my wife who is super apolitical like I'm going to have to start a GoFundMe for some of you guys to help me go in and buy the kids Under Armour instead of Nike because my wife don't come at Mrs. Leeson with with Nike stuff like she does not care she does she's out on this whole thing i've got my own reservations maybe we can get miss leeson to comment on this as the week goes on but our friend ross ramsey chris level brandon darby lots of big names coming up uh but i am my wife i mentioned my wife she's out of town i gotta go home gotta get home because i'm daddy daycare now gotta do some dinner and I uh, hope the best for you and your family tonight. But I'm going to get home with a bunch of lovely kiddos. And for George and Linda McMahon. And uh, I think that's all the guests we had. Uh, some Alex Jones craziness. Thank you for joining this edition. And we'll get in with you more on the next episode here on the other side of Texas. Have a good evening. And uh, thank you for hanging out on the other side of Texas.